I'm Jessica Benoist Young. And this is Best Line. First line. It's our season finale slash Christmas party. Yes. Um, and we have quite the exciting lineup of returning champion guests here um, to celebrate the holidays with a cla- holiday classic with us. So we have um, returning um, Adam Paul, Diane Johansson, and Julissa Castillo. Um, Adam, you will know from our, uh, oh, Jess, what were the names of the episodes that Adam was I don't know. He did. Uh, 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 <laughs> yes, Adam. I'll tell you. Wait, Would wait. you like me One to tell you? Something roller in. coaster. Something about the roller coaster. <laughs> and the Beetlejuice one is it's showtime. Yeah, obviously. But our di- our Disney Disney anyway, episode. We should we no, should Adam spend time on this. Uh, no, we should spend time Adam on this. Is our <laughs> Disney correspondent. <laughs> Um, this is not a, although this is on Disney plus, so this counts. Um, there you go. Diane, I have dubbed our official Christopher guest correspondent. The guest guest. Was on the best in show episode. And Julissa is given that she has a rom-com podcast of her own, uh, a rom-com correspondent. Um, this is not a rom-com, but we're so glad to have you back. Um, Julissa joined us on our, uh, Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks, um, spectacular when we did, uh, Sleepless in Seattle and uh, You've Got Mail, both of which could be considered Christmas movies to some people. So, you know. I Sleepless in Seattle, yeah. There's Christmas scenes in Yeah, it's a, it's a Christmas. Yeah, both of them, yeah. A Christmas stalker movie is what <laughs> Sleepless in Seattle is. 100%. Yeah. You know, some crime on Christmas. So that there's those there's Christmas stalker movies. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but today we are talking about the holiday highest grossing live action christmas movie of all time for 33 years nothing has touched the absolute cinematic blockbuster mayhem that this movie cost in 1990 nobody expected this not even in a single person involved with the movie (laughs) amazing (laughs) of course and like 15 spin-offs uh, yeah. too. Six, like, I think. Oh yeah. Franchise. Yeah. Uh, we're of course talking about Home Alone. The original. Before we kick it into the movie, I'm gonna go yeah. over to Diane for a second because she has a very timely story because some, you know, fun LA happenings were happening yesterday. And so Diane, what what <laughs> what did you stumble upon? Well, out on a walk yesterday, I was a mile westbound and Macaulay Culkin was given his star on the Hollywood oh Walk gosh, of Fame I didn't yesterday. Know that was happening. It was yeah. so cool. Catherine O'Hara was there to speak along with Natasha Leone and his family and Seth Green, I believe, was yeah. also there. Mm-hmm. Um, while so- we're, we were waiting, they were playing the score from Home Alone. So that mm-hmm. was very festive everyone's kind of in in the holiday mindset and a lot of people coming in costume in the like uh you filthy animal christmas sweaters and then one guy was dressed up as the pizza delivery guy from Steve the movie Cut. with Steve a box Cut. of pizza with that's him. incredible yeah. amazing so so fun um and then macaulay spoke of course for just a little while after being 
uh, given the star and then they revealed it on the sidewalk and it was so, it was so special. I mean, I was crying oh. <laughs> and I kind of expected that. Um, but it, it hit a little harder than I, than I anticipated. I was just so proud of him knowing, you know, all of what he's been through as a child actor mm -hmm. and then, you know, with his parents and all that, and then had kind of a tumultuous twenties and maybe even into his thirties, but wow, he just seemed to be in a really good place yesterday. And it was, it was really cool to see it and hear him and be just across the street from it all happening. Yeah, Catherine O'Hara's speech I watched and was really, really touching I'll and fun and, 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 and special and, and was very, very indicative of their, their still very special think, relationship. So that's cool. Totally. Really like, um, thank you for like including me, at, even though I'm your like fake mom who left you home alone, not once, but twice, like something <laughs> along those lines. Yep. Yeah. And I'm not cute. sure if it was um, included in the coverage online or, you know, on the news. In her speech, she had mentioned that they had to take the line of then say it again and maybe it'll happen multiple times because she couldn't she couldn't say it without getting emotional about oh. it. And she was like, I wasn't even a mom yet, but working with Macaulay and how talented he was as a child actor and telling this kid like, fine. Wish that we don't exist. Try it. See what happens. She's like, it brought me to mm -hmm. tears every time. And they had to retake and retake and retake. So that was, that was really special to hear and also made me cry. Of course. It's like a rough line, not in our so like sweet. best line, worst line sense of a rough line, but like, wow. Like, Ooh. Um, and Macaulay Culkin, like I haven't seen this movie. It's probably been a few years since I've seen it. He's so impressive. Real good. So impressive it is so good we were just so having good. this conversation about something else um my mom and i and over the thanksgiving weekend of like oh we were talking about Lindsay lohan and mm. i was like you know Lindsay lohan is not like necessarily the greatest actress in the world but like what she managed to do as a child and like carry some pretty big blockbuster family movies and then you look like that's impressive that's hard to do and be like convincing and be you know something that people want With to continue nuance. watching for 33 years you know and and I think the same thing of him in that movie and he was so young and like had only done one movie before this um Uncle Buck and it which yeah, he Buck, right? which he did not carry that movie right that's a John Candy movie right <laughs> and but yeah. he he carries this movie and that is so crazy that he does it and he does it like hysterically the, the kids comedic timing is great genius and his delivery yeah, how do you have that when you're i know eight years old? so good some of his line deliveries are like uh, how how <laughs> did did he do that when he was like nine years old <laughs> Maybe growing up with siblings. Doesn't he have a lot of siblings? Or yes, at least some of them in this movie. Even. Yeah. Really? Yes. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. right. Karen's Kieran Culkin, yeah. a.k.a. Yeah. Roman Roy. Right. Who does Karen play? Uh, plays. Fuller. He plays Fuller, the one who's going to be the Fuller. Hold on. What? What kind of name Did is Fuller? Exactly no. like him? I know, right? <laughs> well, there were a few names of those kids that I was like, what did you just well, say their name was? Like, there was one that was like, yeah, one of them I had to remind because I swear I had to rewind because I swear she said 
Pepper, but it was Heather. I was like, one of these children is not named Pepper. Come on. This is not Annie's orphanage. Although it is a fancy (laughs) orphanage because it's all children and... It does start that way. That's right. But I was like, I was like, she did not just say Pepper. We don't have a Pepper and a Fuller in this family. Come on. I didn't realize how many siblings. So I, it's been probably 20 years since I've seen this, maybe more. Um, And as I was rewatching it, I was like, okay, first of all, I love this. Like, it's still so cute. And why don't, why don't I watch this every year? I I don't know why nobody, like, when I tell people I watch this multiple times a year around Christmas. They're like, really? That yeah. one? I'm like, yes, this one. It's so great. It's it was That's so surprising formative. that people are anti Home Alone. That's are so people anti Home Alone? Well, if they're surprised that it wouldn't be like a, 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 get, a consistent yeah. rewatch for Christmas. Right. I think for me, like, I just oh, like the Christmas movies. About I feel it. like it's in the top. I think five. that's what like what Julia is really saying. I think people fabulous. kind of. I want to say grow up and forget about it, and like, and they think like, oh, it was this thing that like when I was a kid but there's this whole facet of it when you're an adult that is just 10 times funnier. And then you like, you rewatch it as an adult and you're like, this is amazing. You know? So Julissa, what Um, was your experience rewatching it as an adult? Oh, so yeah, as an adult, uh, I I still loved it. I I was a little like, this is weird. How did you do this? But I get it. It's, you know, it's the the premise of the movie. You have to suspend a little bit of your disbelief. To, Which is, I will say, uh, it's easier to suspend. People left their children or left their Easier to suspend this disbelief than to get through Sleepless in Seattle. So <laughs> you're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah, I was I was more on board with this, and it, it made sense um, how they did it. But as I was watching it, I guess when I thought of this movie, I only thought of him having the the brother Buzz. Because of the line, Buzz, your girlfriend, woof, that one just kind of sticks in my mind forever. Yeah. And then he has a sister. But then in their family portrait, they have two other siblings yeah. that never get talked about. And I'm like, where did you come from? Who are you? Um, but I, so I watched it this morning with my partner, Richard, and he, first of all, he can watch a movie and remember every single line. And I hate him for it. Cause I'm like, I forget a movie 20 minutes after I watched it. <laughs> but there are so many parts of this movie that, first of all, he was quoting, but also, like he remembers learning like apparently they say let's grab a bite to eat at one point and he didn't know what that meant so he asked his parents he's like what is that what do you mean they're getting a bite and so they had to explain to him that it was a turn of phrase um and it's also how he learned the word keister which he still uses to this day good word. As you should. Good word. As you should. great word. Like, good word is this where you got keister from he's like yeah, <laughs> it sure is yeah. incredible I think what's really interesting about like rewatching this movie, because I feel like I've rewatched Home Alone far less than I've seen, not to my own choosing, a Christmas story. And I can't stand a Christmas story. Like, I really don't like a Christmas story. I know. I just like baffled. Diane's face right now, everyone. I came in with some hot hot take. I really don't like a Christmas story. Um, Sorry. Thank Melanie, you. I'm right there with you. My I, dad loves it. I, I love it. I don't know. It doesn't do anything but, for me. Okay, I might make this worse, but I've never seen a Christmas story. You gotta see it. <laughs> what are we doing? I know. I've known. You're I okay. know the jokes. I know the whatever. It has never seemed interesting I don't like to me. It. And you guys are reaffirming my decision. And I didn't see it, so it until I was an adult. Oh, see that. Could and be... I was like, oh, uh, like I knew. You know, there were people who that 
like this was like Christmas Story was their uh it played their Christmas movie. It played on like you know, that was there, and I was like, I've never yeah. seen this. I think I watched it for the first time when I was like twenty or twenty one, and I was like, that's pretty funny. This is really cute. And I for a few years I watched it every year. Um, but this this movie, it's this so is much just better. my movie. This is my movie. I really like Home Alone. Just to me. I, I don't know. It hasn't it's, yet. I, I can't say that it like resonates year. more with my childhood because it doesn't by any means. Wait, you mean your mom didn't leave I, you alone for to uh, defend your house? And <laughs> yeah, Christmas Story just played on TBS. Like there were several years TBS played it all day. Twenty-four. Yep, that's the first yeah. time I saw it. Yep. And I have younger brothers yep. who just yep. really loved it, and I. I think I just like probably because I was at the age to just like not want to like anything that my younger brothers liked um, or just like I'm way too cool for this. I just like really couldn't stand it. And now I just like there are things that I'm like, yes, that's like the lamp. Like I know the big things and I think some of them are funny. The bunny suit. The bunny the suit. But like tongue and the you yeah, shoot right again. I yeah. mean, it, it, it's licking the yeah, bowl. I think like any like kid getting picked Same on I'm just like, ah, buddy <laughs> but like I mean I guess that like happens in this like, actually my biggest bone to pick with this movie with Home Alone not Christmas Story is like everybody's like Kevin you're such a jerk you're so annoying when like honestly everybody else is being like super awful and he is being awesome. like totally normal at the beginning I'm like they're assholes I, okay, I had this conversation he calls his mom a dummy after everything else happened yes He's being a bit bratty in the beginning. Like, I loved this line where he's like, uh, did I burn down the joint? I don't think so. Right. <laughs> when they were talking about the hot so. glue gun. And like, you can't burn mm-hmm. the house down with a hot glue gun. But okay. <laughs> but no. I love that. And he's he's being a little, like, mouthy. But come on. All, all the kids are being snotty, I mean, like, verbally. But, but man, like, he's eight. I, let me tell you. <laughs> the fucking tantrum that I would have thrown, that I as an adult would throw if somebody treated me the way that his siblings treat him in that pizza scene and in the aftermath of, like, I, I, that you cannot handle, it's so unrealistic that he just kind of stands there and is like, what? Everybody's being mean to me. Oh my God, no, you would have to be picking that child up off the ground, kicking and screaming, tantrum, full-blown meltdown a child would have if that happened. And Kevin like is so chill about it right i mean he's a he's a 70 year old man in a eight-year-old's body i mean that's the things he says the things he does the way that he He is i mean honestly the way genius like he's a savant i I don't know if we oh yeah like i was asking richard i was like how does he executing them in about two hours michael jordan cut out like where did you get all these mannequins the mother where did they get all the mannequins Oh, thank Apparently. you. Thank you so oh. much. Also, I think they show them in yes, the basement in mm-hmm. when he first goes down there. Yes, and, okay. again, and then like, the Michael Jordan. There? <laughs> the Michael Jordan, I think, is in Buzz's yep. room. They show it in a couple yeah. different other things. Like, yes. they, there's pieces that they they do some very good continuity. There's some really like there's some shots that I was like, that was superfluous. Why did and you show that? And then yeah. like mm-hmm. fifty minutes later, there's like, a, oh, this is where this came from, sort of shot. And you're like. Okay, great, cool. Which well, is like, extremely impressive right. considering that this movie was written in a weekend. A weekend. Wow. What? Stupid. John Hughes wrote Stupid. this in 
a weekend. Okay. <laughs> Which and apparently was... was like a thing he did, not just for this movie. There were other movies that he wrote like within the span of yep. two to seven days. I feel like um, this is triggering for me, and I think you should have <laughs> warned That's, me. Okay, um, we'll, we'll cut it. Okay, Listen, it's just, yes. we had an strike this year, okay? I, I'm very fragile. I'm in a, you know, just now getting back to myself, and uh, I don't need that. No, I don't no, need that negativity. Nobody needs that. Life. Nobody needs that. In a that. weekend? Now, you know what? I'm going to take it. I, I accept it. I've already, I've processed it. You guys were here. I processed it in 30 seconds. Um, I'm good now. Very I'm, fast. Gonna, okay. I'm gonna. That's. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna you write a home that. alone in in a right. weekend. You gotta do it. You process that so auto... fast. I now believe uh, yeah. you can. I think you can now. Thank because you. you process Thank it you. so it's, quickly. Um, it's right. called ADHD. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> we love ADHD here. At least three of us have it. <laughs> Everyone, right there look. I have a theory. Every person with a podcast has ADHD. I'm so sorry. It's just I, true. I, and. Um, Jessica just uh, has to be diagnosed. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I also forgot, like, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen it. I forgot they were going to France. And personally, I love that because oh I just got There's some France stuff in here. <laughs> there was some French that I was like, I am. One of my favorite that. lines. Great. It's always um, been one of my absolute favorite lines. You're what the French call oh, les incompetents. Les incompetents. <laughs> perfect. Not so French. Fun. Um, Melanie, is this your first, is this your, uh, is this your opportunity to talk about your France trip? Because Um, I I mean, I can, it was my trip was, I mean, it was like, honestly, perfect. I was gone for three weeks. I went to Portugal and France. Um, it was, I'll give like the short, the short summary version. It was perfect. It was a Mac. It was like, I had a three act structure of a trip, which is like fascinating. Cause like writing is really a thing where I just like, I had like my trip in Portugal that I worked for a week while in France and I had like a vacation, but also I had like, Oh, we're setting out on an adventure in Portugal. And then my second week in France was this kind of like, Oh my God, what am I doing with my life? Like really like heavy revelations, like a lot of time spent walking by myself like some deep in thought crying. And then like my last week was like, oh my gosh, I've like come through this journey and this whole thing and like feel so like, like everything that I was working to in therapy this year, I was like, okay, we've, we've gone, we've, we've done it. We've leveled up. Um, but it was great. I um, fell in love with Bordeaux. I ate a lot of good food. I drank a lot of good wine. I spoke a lot of French and I'm now trying to figure out um, not moving yet, but um, figuring out how I can try to spend like, um, you know, uh, I can spend three months in the EU without getting a visa. So trying to figure out how to make that happen. There you go. Do it. Oh, my cool. God. That's, great. That's It was really great. Um, but this is Diana McCorries, who was has been a guest on our um, several episodes. She lent me both a suitcase and her beret to take with me. Um, and I told her, I was like, even if you can't make the holiday party episode, your beret will. So thanks, yeah. Diana. Do people in France actually wear yes, berets? Yes, they do. Please tell I me. was wondering that too. I asked Diana, wow. I was like, is that a cliche or should I? Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's a, thing. a thing. It is a thing. Like I, there was a lot that I was like, oh, people in France actually do this. And things that I... they do they walk around with one baguette in a little bag oh, yeah oh, actually oh, like, i've never i've never been to france so this is so, all my knowledge this because i was thinking i was like i'm gonna have to crochet her a beret and i thought the same thing i was like well do people really wear berets and then i yeah. could also crochet you a baguette holder great 
so great. When I move. Oh, yes. I get slang, if you will. Yep. Could it be like Leonardo's, like, you can pull oh. out, like, a, oh, like yes. a sword yes, kind of deal? Ninja, yeah. Or two. Turtle weapon. Baguette. 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 I think yes. That'll be my, my, my Ninja Turtle name is Renoir. Yep, there you go. My favorite, both my favorite <laughs> artists and the last name of the character in my favorite TV show. So, you know. Perfect. It's all, it's all happening. It's all, it's all happening. happening. No, it was great. Thank you for asking. But I did love that France, like, heavily features in this movie because it was like, oh, yes. ha, ha, ha. It was one of my worst line contenders, though, when <laughs> Joe Pesci's like, oh, you're going to Paris. And Catherine O'Hara's response is, yes, we hope to leave tomorrow morning. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean you hope yeah. to leave? You gotta like, do it or you're not. Are the plans that way <laughs> for a transatlantic flight? I mean, that... <laughs> That would stop me in my tracks. I was like, excuse me, what's going on here? Um, just kind of flying by the seat of their pants, apparently. But uh, that really, it cracked me up to say, like, yeah, we, we hope, hope to, leave. to leave tomorrow morning. Man, is the only way I can even think That's around lizard. that is if she's like, I'm not going to tell a total stranger that we are leaving tomorrow. So I'm just going to so be like super him. vague about it. Good point. But they were not, they were not like, But even still, but you're right. It's screwed. It is like, a very weird thing to say. That's a that's a leap yeah. to get to that. Like, I feel like they were not at all concerned about the strangers in their home, and that was no. giving me anxiety. I was like, no. uh, why are you just, first of all, why are you leaving the pizza dude and then going to sit down and eat pizza and then waiting till your wife comes downstairs and be like, oh yeah, the pizza guy needs to be paid. What the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm sorry. Well, right. Also, just the fact that the pizza guy walked right. in yeah. the house. I was like, no, 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 you stay Calories. outside, my friend. Like, that was the. F- yes. That was up there with like watching Die Hard and seeing like them smoking on the plane and me being uh. like, what is this? Right. Was was like, this movie made in 89 or 90? I think it pulled up right now. Because it came they, out in yeah. 90. I would have filmed it. I don't know probably when in 89. it came out. It came out yeah. in 90, then so it probably was like, filmed in 89. Mm-hmm. Was yeah, that a probably. thing? Were we just letting people come on in? In, in our suburban homes in Chicago, I guess? Yeah, maybe. In the 80s, anything went, hey. baby. It's fine. <laughs> it Who cares? Come on I in. I do realize, like, as we're talking about, like, Joe Pesci in this movie, we have, Jess, we have quite a few returning champions in this movie. We have Joe Pesci, um, because we did... Uh, My Cousin Vinny. Thank you, My Cousin Vinny. Catherine O'Hara has, was in... Multiple um, times. Multiple. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Christmas yeah. Guest yeah. movies. Um, and Beetlejuice. We have um, Karen Culkin, <laughs> apparently... Because I didn't realize that Kieran Culkin was in this. Oh, I guess that we actually haven't released that episode, have we? No, Father we haven't. It's going oh, to be an exclusive. Spoilers. What a teaser. What a teaser. So long ago. Um, but we oh. did Father of the Bride. And and the new one with... Um, with oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I haven't watched Andy the new Garcia. one. I liked it a Andy lot. Andy Garcia. Anyway. Um, but Kieran Culkin is a pseudo returning champion. But um, yeah, there was there were quite a few here. Yeah, Joe um, Pesci did this. He released this and Goodfellas in the same year, which wow. is just like perfect. what a year! Whoa. what a year! Amazing! Crazy. Wow! Amazing! Let's, let's jump yeah. right in then. We've been jumping right in. Let's do um, it. I know Diana already gave how many words lines. Okay. My best line how many things can we is, jump into i don't know joe, let's just jump in let's jump in. my best line is joe pesci's 
angry, mumbling gibberish. I am such a humongous Joe Pesci fan. I literally am obsessed. We have talked about this in My Cousin Vinny. My Cousin Vinny is like one of my all-time favorite movies. Goodfellas is one of my all-time favorite movies. This man lets the fucking fucks fly like no other motherfucker you ever fucking knew and i always knew just want to put the parental guidance issue out there for this episode (laughs) i always knew that he that i didn't know but i always suspected that he just did this because he was used to swearing like a fucking pirate in his you know in his uh scorsese Mm -hmm. movies and and things like that and like then we will probably will mention this multiple times as we continue into like the actual lines and technical parts of this movie. But there is an episode of the movies that made us on Netflix about this movie. Hmm. If you haven't watched it, watch it. It's so cool. Oh yeah. It's it's unreal. It's a, it's probably the best episode of it. If you can watch it. I watched this episode last year, I think right around this time. So right before our normal home alone watch and yeah, they basically confirmed that he was like having a hard time not swearing because of Goodfellas. <laughs> and well, and like oh, mm-hmm. he went on a whole string of, of multiple uh, Scorsese movies because um, Raging mm-hmm. Bull was before Goodfellas. And mm. um, yeah, I don't remember when My Cousin Vinny was, but it was right around that time too, I think. Yeah, it was like early 90s. Or it was after, so it was after. Two or three? But yeah, he was having a hard time 92. not not swearing, and so he he made this up. Like he just decided he was going to do this. That it's not direction that anybody gave him. It was not in the script. He was like, "I'm going to make mumbling gibberish noises <laughs> to stop from swearing and ruining the Incredible. takes in this fucking kids movie." What? 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 And I love that. I would love love if he did one take that was awesome. Oh, yeah. Joe Pesci, please come back and record the swear words that he would have said, and then we release that. Better yet, just just take Cousin Vinny (laughs) clips, audio clips, and just put them. I'm sure someone has done this. Goodfellas, you know, he's what the fuck? Funny how? Funny how? What the fuck is so funny about me? I fucking like, like, like I'm a I clown. amuse you. Like I'm a, I'm a clown. clown. I amuse you. I amuse you. <laughs> what the fuck is so funny about like, watching the monitor and being like, we can do oh, any yeah. and just like the whole set being silent. And, and here's the other. Like, there's an outtake with him just like swearing up a storm in front yeah. of Holly Culkin. I feel like we have to have bloopers of this. Oh, yeah. That's so funny. And here's oh oh what I would give to see the other. My mother tells me this story all the time. I'm gonna drop is that she took me to see this movie in the theater when I was like five years old. When the carnage starts, (laughs) she had to take me out because I did not want to see Joe Pesci get hurt. I was the (laughs) probably the only child in the world. Who was like, please don't hurt that man that is trying to break into the house. 
Wait, that's so I couldn't cute. handle it. Oh my gosh. Uh, so my, my Joe Pesci obsession wow. started when I was five <laughs> and saw oh this God. movie. So that's... when he started his um, non-curse word rambling, I was like, this is it. This, this, this is like a, this deep connection that, that Joe Pesci, whom I will never meet. And I have. Never say never. Not with that attitude. Yeah. Yeah. I was just saying, never say never. <laughs> I was going to say, he's still know, with us, right? You know, like, I feel like that. there's like some feasible ways you could meet Joe Pesci. Like, I'm not okay. even being joking here. There are okay. some feasible yeah. ways yeah. you we could meet okay. Joe Pesci. I'm just, on it. Okay. Okay. All right. Get, see what's up. All right. I'll find I, him. Everybody, like, send me uh, uh, s- some plans. <laughs> if and you I'll, personally I'll get know on Joe it. Pesci and are listening to this episode, please write please? us on Instagram. Instagram. Or if you okay. are, if you are if Joe, you Joe Pesci are Joe and you're Pesci. listening to this episode. <laughs> and exactly. Yeah, let's, let's aim yeah. really high, Melanie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that was your best line. That was Jesse's best line. Um, I did say this was going to be chaotic, and we're we're chaos agents right now. Um, anybody it's else? A little bit cheating, <clears throat> but you did cheat a little we bit. Got that out was akin to my worst line with uh, legally blonde being the atlet. So yes, um, I mean there are actual lines, but I didn't write them down. No, because mm-hmm. I. Why do that? Why do that? Why would you? Because you, you cheat. You cheat at your own game. We're, we're really, we're really there, good at cheating. There are a few game. that are barely passable that they are just him saying the F word, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody else have their best line readily available? Because I am still choosing mine. <laughs> well, now I have it down one. for you. Yes. Wow. Yeah. I played this I game have, um... often. Yeah. Do listen, go for it. <laughs> mine is mine is not um super it's not like poignant i'll say that but the line rings we had talked about macaulay culkin being so good at just acting and like his timing and because i hadn't seen this in a while like i didn't remember this as a line reading and so he i think the first day that he's home alone famously the title of the movie um where he finds the playboy stash and he's going through the Playboy and he closes it and he says, mm-hmm. no clothes on anybody. Sickening. Sickening. <laughs> and I <laughs> love that so much. Sick. It just cracked me up. That was oh, my really? runner-up. Oh, that was my number two. So that was my number this two. Goes to oh, your okay. point earlier, Julissa, about Macaulay Culkin or Kevin McAllister being a 70-year-old man in an 80-year-old's body. Because yeah. the way, like that line read, then later... When he's when he's at the um, grocery store, this is, these are not my best lines. But when he's at the grocery store and um, you know buying the things, how are the frozen meals? How yeah for the kids, for the kids. Like the, for the, the microwave kids. the army men for the are kids. for the kids. Yeah, the microwave the, um, dinners. How are those? I don't know. I've never tried them. That was Amy Amy Kincaid who just did oh. our um, importance of being earnest episode. Yeah, she sent her favorite line was the whole grocery store scene. Yeah, or when he's oh, like, wow. when he's like, it's so fun. I'm will... eight years old. Do you really think I'm going to be shopping on my own? <laughs> I don't think so. Are these microwave dinners that I will say I'll that give it is my favorite. It's my favorite exchange in the whole movie. I think it really shows. <laughs> it shows Macaulay Culkin as honestly, it's a weird, it's a weird scene, but I keep going back to it as like it's, it's, it just shows there's some layers there. Like as soon as he walks up and like, just even the look he gives to the clerk. And then when she starts talking to him, there's 
layers of him being like, okay, I've, I'm almost about to get caught. I have to process how to get through this. But I, he doesn't overdo it in a like, like he could have gone way more ham with it. But he does it reserved and he does it in such a deliberate way. To me, when you were talking about how good he is in this movie, to mm-hmm. me, that's the example of it, of, of him, of everything culminating in the fact that he's got a physicality to him, the way that he does his line readings, the way that his timing is, the way that he does this banter with this clerk. They have almost arguably the best chemistry in this mm-hmm. whole fucking movie. It's, I don't know why I believed myself <laughs> in the Joe Pesci movie. Um, <clears throat> but. but it is just it's it's gold. The entire front to back is just absolute gold. But going back to yours, Julissa, I had never heard that line before when I had watched it. Yeah, your yeah. like sickening line. For some reason, it never clocked to me. Or I even had to rewind it and be like, "What did he just say?" I heard, <laughs> yeah. I saw he's playboying, and then he says sickening, and I was like, "What did he just say?" Um, but uh, um, Melanie and Jessica know this. I love to pick lines that are like not the obvious ones. And the ones that like I've heard for the first time where I have like a new appreciation for. And that was number two of like, that's so good. Like the way that he does it is just. It's great. Yeah. It's It's great. Now I want to know what, what beat that for you. If you would be so. Oh, I mean, are we going to. I don't don't know. Um, (laughs) um, I will say real quick that we did mention this line before, but Marcus um, who couldn't be here? He was in our adaptation episode, and he will be likely coming back for um, another Nicolas Cage movie next season. Um, so our Nicolas Cage, our official <laughs> Nicolas Cage correspondent, are you ambassador Con Air? Because I want to do Con <laughs> Air. So we'll whatever. Have a party for Con I'll, Air I'll, too. I think yeah, we have a yeah. Lot of Nick Cage correspondent. Yeah, we have a lot of Nick Cage people want to do. Um, so good. So his favorite line. And he said that it's that like just the mix of the comedy of it and the way that Macaulay Culkin delivers it is Buzz, your girlfriend. Woof. 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 I can't even do it. Classic. It's good. (laughs) Buzz, your girlfriend. Woof. Moving, um, but what I'll say that beats it to me and I, I, what I wrote down, because this again, another one that I don't know that I ever really clocked. I, I heard it and I always heard it, but I never understood what he said. Um, this house is so full of people. It makes me sick. When I grow up and get married, I'm living alone. I freaking, yes. I so don't know why I never clocked that. He just said he's getting married living and living alone, yes. but it was like. Oh, you, oh, it's so oh, you simple boy. We both, yeah, we that both have me right like, now. cracked up at that because it's so funny. Oh my God. It's the fact that he's just like so mad. He's like, I'm going to grow up and I'm going to get married because that's what people yeah. do in his brain. Yeah. And I'm also going to be alone. And you're just like, that's, it's so well done. And it's, it again, I had, I don't think I had ever clocked that it. it was a line in this movie. Obviously we know all the other I, ones, but it just, I laughed I so hard. I wrote that line down because I also sometimes feel like when I grow up and get married, I'd like to live alone. So I felt a very good relationship. <laughs> I feel like a lot I of people do that. professors yeah, that live alone. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, there's some couples that I know, there know of who are like, the secret to a happy marriage is separate houses, which is actually hilarious because like, who can even afford one house, let alone two? Yeah. Very but, uh, so also being wealthy is the secret to a happy marriage. There you go. Well, and, and yes. they, the McAllisters clearly are, which is why Joe Pesci has chosen the street to canvas. And 
silver so tuna. Silver tuna. They live in a mansion. Silver tuna. Silver tuna. Can somebody answer me a question? I don't know what silver tuna means. Yeah, what is silver tuna? Uh, okay, I asked Richard because I was like, I don't, is that something? He's like, I have no idea. Yeah, they say it like like it's we're so... supposed to know, but it definitely right. seems like it's like high level cat burglar slang that like we shouldn't know. To me, it sounds like he's botching a very popular thing, and he just messes it up. Like, oh, like there's a there's a like oh you're getting like the golden ring, uh-huh. like that's a thing, and he just completely because he's who he is. He's probably heard people say it and like equivocates it to something else. And it just becomes a silver tuna in his head. Like, to me, that's the only w- reason why I, huh. like, that's the only thing kinda I could like, think of is like just that he kind of just bastard, he bastardizes his Golden goose? Right. The, right. And then got just, an urban dictionary that says it's an object better than all the other ones in its I category. Yeah, but it only but has it, Home Alone as the reference, like home, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I think home that alone, is yeah, you're right. Like, this, this is the origin of it. So he made it up. I don't know. I think so. There's another thing he says that if somebody could explain this to me, when he's listing off all the stuff in the house, he's like VCRs, TVs, uh, stereo system, system, some fine jewelry, and and (laughs) odd marketable securities. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What is that? (laughs) What is that? Like, I thought it was like some sort of... I was thinking like security. Like in Wall yes, Street. Yes, yes, that's what I was thinking. But, but would yeah, you have I thought like it was like stocks. You would have them to They're rich enough, wouldn't they have like a money manager at the bank? Right. That would Probably. keep track of that? Yeah. Not necessarily. Some people held on to them. And that's like, I think it's again, it's akin to like, again, diehard. And, and if of, you just took that. The fact that like they're all after those those pieces of paper, the literal bonds that they're right. that they grab those things but and that's, there, shouldn't that's what there that be is. even even back then shouldn't there have been like a paper trail of like i'm the person who bought this <laughs> and no other but in this this yahoo in a trench coat <laughs> can't be like it's mine now can't just walk into my house and take it <laughs> but no you could just buy like 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 savings bonds and then they would accrue over time but if you possessed them they were yours and that was the thing at the end of the day and you would turn them back into the bank after they had accrued but there was no record of like someone else had purchased this so they technically belong so, like, it is literally the, it was kind of like, like a cod or whatever like, like you have no like, name right. on it okay oh. It's just really unsafe. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah there were a lot of security measures like, like, that they to, took in this movie like, yeah. that I would not suggest, like telling a random policeman that about your security we're system leaving. and that we're yeah. leaving. Um, yeah, well, they're, they're hoping, hoping to leave hoping tomorrow. tomorrow. Who knows? We're not hoping. Sure. They're hoping to yeah. leave. We're fingers crossed on tomorrow. <laughs> the other thing, I'm sorry, I'm going back a little bit. The other thing I just thought about as we were talking about all this is I'm wondering if the whole I hope we hope to leave tomorrow is that because it's Chicago that's and it was snowing that like, yes, it could have been delayed. They shouldn't have been able to. And they shouldn't have been able to. That's a major, and I was thinking about this um, this watch through as I was like, and then when they come back, it's snowing like crazy. Uh, like when she yeah. finally gets back and it's like, I don't think you would be taking off. I don't think so. <laughs> but she finally, she doesn't get back. She 
Like, but she doesn't fly back to Chicago. She gets a True. ride no. from John Candy and his merry right. men of polka singers, which I just want to, this right. is not my best yep. line, but I just want to give a John Chan- Candy appreciation shout out because just, yes, mm-hmm. but also his, I mean, they're all, you know, they're all improv because he is, he oh, is a genius, yep. Yep. but the freaking names. Yep. Polka, polka, polka. Polka, 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 no. Twin Lakes Polka, Damavuji Polka, a.k.a. Kiss Me Polka, Polka Twist. The exchange between him and Catherine O'Hara when he was explaining his polka troupe. And this is probably like the most like voice of reason Catherine O'Hara has been in anything I've seen. Like normally she's like off the wall Mm -hmm. bonkers and she's like very restrained and she's definitely like the voice of reason here, especially compared to like John Candy in that exchange, and then you know Joe Pesci, and but like that exchange between John Candy and Catherine O'Hara, where she's just like, "What the heck?" Like she's freaking out because she's, she is just like, "Oh, are these songs? Are these songs? Yeah, he's are like, these songs? Yeah. Okay, can we like get back listing. to what we were talking about? I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry, you said yeah. you could help me. Yes, yes, yeah, yes exactly. Polka, the yeah. Twist. We sold what 623 copies of that. Oh, in Chicago? No, in Sheboygan. And then later when they're in the van and they're talking, she's like, I'm a terrible mother. Mm-hmm. I'm a terrible mother. He's like, no, we all have the funeral, funeral home. home. Yeah. We all have big yeah. funeral home. Mm-hmm. Left my kid. kid with oh, the cord. Okay, then, I thought that <laughs> was so About six or seven weeks later, he started talking again. He came around. <laughs> Okay. Which and again, you can tell his, is just, I just straight up say, yes. That's just so them. It is. Just that is can we get, I when, said that. It is. I said that to Richard when I when we watched it. I was like, I feel like that that interaction about the funeral home was straight improv. And uh-huh. when people say this, this is a huge pet peeve of mine as a professional writer because a lot of times people think everything good in something they watch was improvised. Improv. And I saw this a lot when we yep. talked about um, Succession when that show was still on. Every night, every Sunday night on Twitter, people would be like, oh, my God, this moment had to be like they made that up on the spot. There's no way it was in the script. Turns out it was in the script. But I will give this for sure had to be yeah. improv and because can, these are two great improvisers. And so, I can like, confirm I believe that, Julissa, because I what I try to do and this I mean, it was definitely an, I don't it was definitely an early version of the script. It wasn't the shooting script. But I always try to find like the script to like follow along with it. And like that exchange was not nope. in there. They had a few of the song names of the polka, but not the whole okay. like list. That he goes through and like, well, John Hughes yeah. had worked with John Candy before, right. so you definitely, yeah, because we have planes, mm-hmm. trains, and, and automobiles and before this. Yeah. And Uncle Buck. Yep. And I believe John Candy was only on set yeah. for one day. Yes. I believe that. Mm-hmm. For Home Alone. And um, I believe what I read is most of his dialogue is improvised, yes. which yes. is amazing. So I mean, and I'm get some Canadian improvisers together and it's going to be gold. It's just going to be so fun. And that exchange in the airport was my contender for... Oh some best line uh, stuff because I just, I, I'm a sucker for improv. We all know that. We're a sucker for Canadians also. <laughs> and I'm a sucker for Canada and Canadians all around. So that was, I mean, automatically it was very like drawn to it. Um, 
but I really also love the specificity yes. in there. Like hearing Sheboygan as like a nine-year-old, I was like, I don't know what Sheboygan is. Um, so I, I think that makes things very funny is when you have hyper specifics yes. yeah. in any sort of dialogue. So I really appreciated so that. So what was your best line then, Diane? Oh, best line now and best line when I saw this movie in 1990 was when Kevin McAllister at the almost the end of the big debacle against the wet bandits says down here, you big horse's ass. I just <laughs> love it. I love it so much. I mean, he's so confident and he has a right to be because he has an engineering brain that is so advanced and he is a genius. And I'm so at that point, I'm just so proud of yeah. Kevin McAllister. He has, He's lived in his house on his own. He's fed himself. It cracked me up after. I hate that he doesn't get scene where you to eat his mac and cheese. It's my pet peeve. I see the same movie. thing, Jessica. I was so mad. a great looking plate of mac and cheese and that boy should eat before all of this right. carnage he's about <laughs> to unleash on Joe Pesci. And when he sits down and, and says grace over it and then doesn't get to eat a single bite yes. i'm like and nothing he doesn't even like grab a last like he doesn't oh, even no. do like a little before he leaves i love the way he says grace he over just... the mac and cheese also like i just yeah. think oh he does he's such a, a good job to eat. taking care of himself yes Growing and like boy. the way he leave, even puts clothes on his own yeah. body you know like he puts Tough on a, a button down with a sweater on top with jeans and a belt and boots to be mm -hmm. in his own home and that is something i don't know that i would have done at eight years old <laughs> no I can guarantee you Especially I Especially if I knew have. that so burglars just... were coming. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not dressing nice for that. Yep. So at that point in the movie, it's a real line of triumph yeah. for me to hear him yeah. shout it at them. So, yeah, well, that's my best line. That is true. He he does dress up, but he doesn't, like, he goes to all this trouble, but he doesn't do anything akin to, like, I'm going to try and, like, camouflage myself. Or I'm going to try and, like, make myself look like... He just was wearing regular clothes, just doing his thing. He didn't Rambo it up or thing. anything. It would have been no, over the top. And he didn't need to. Right. Need to. Good point. No. Right? <laughs> nope. Because the work speaks exactly. for itself. Exactly. Exactly. Elon That's Musk right. could never, okay? Elon this engineering never. brain. <laughs> never. Could never. Um, I, uh, there are so many Kevin McAllister lines that I could consider for best line because uh, in the same vein of a lot of what we're talking about just like the wise beyond his years and just this like eight-year-old who knows so much um like the he says um i can't be a i can't be a wimp i'm the man of the house like <laughs> you know and then he has that whole sequence of him like shaving and all that um and what, what? why does he do the aftershave twice I don't know. Okay, I've been thinking about think this a lot. I've been thinking about time. this so That's comedy, much. Jessica. Yeah, it's a not. callback, baby. <laughs> it's, that's, that's the rules of comedy, baby. Um, I, as a kid, I so didn't understand it. I didn't get it. Yes, you're right. Yeah. It should have been three. I didn't understand it as a child. As an adult, I fully don't understand it because I'm like, he didn't shave, so it wouldn't sting. Right. So, uh, okay. So now yeah. I'm beyond that and i am actually wondering if kevin is doing a bit yeah <laughs> oh i that was that was like, my uh, that was my he thought has too seen his dad do this yeah because it would sting if you just shave 
I think he's doing a bit. I don't know. I think he's I, doing a bit. I just came to this conclusion today. Because I, I was also like, wondering, you know? what is the narration about? Like, why is he narrating it? Um, <laughs> it's know. very, it's very uh, it's strange in this, like, time. American Psycho kind of way. But, it's but so American good. Psycho he's was been much alone, after Jessica. this movie. He's all alone, okay? He has so nobody else to talk Patrick to. Patrick Bateman doing uh, Kevin McAllister? <laughs> oh, Kevin McAllister. Oh, uh but no, no i've never i've never really understood and same thing when i was a kid i was like what oh aftershave it stings but then you're like no not necessarily not when you're a little child <laughs> and then and then i've always wondered okay why is he narrating all of a sudden and then why does he do it a second time so no you're you're right i think he's like making fun of the dad sort of or like putting on a show for himself like Ooh, yeah. i'm a... a comedy he's doing a bit yeah yeah he's he's going loony yep. he's been left alone for at least 24 hours he's going <laughs> he's, a little bonkers he needs somebody That's to talk true. to so i i think right. he's doing i agree with Julissa. it's solitary he's doing a bit um i considered like any of those kevin McAllister lines is the best line i also considered um going more poignant with the best line um you know, the exchange between him and um, Yeah, we haven't even talked about Murray, the which neighbor. Is just such a lovely oh. lovely exchange at the at, in the church there. Um and mm-hmm. But also yeah. why is this man trauma dumping on this child? I don't but like, she's like correct. It. I really it's sweet because like, Kevin is right? like what you should be more concerned about this kid. Instead you're just like, oh, yeah. let me unburden myself. Did, did he not no, I mean well, he's so the neighbor that's... and granted they don't speak to him very much, obviously, but like I think I would have noticed the van, the giant <laughs> van. The little kid across the street noticed the van. He was asking about the mileage, the all wheel drive, four wheel drive. Like oh, that yeah. kid is amazing. I love that. I'm telling you, I think the twist of this but... the twist of this movie is he's actually the killer that they say yeah. he is. <laughs> Because, because then at the end, he like knocks out those guys yeah, with a shovel. Like it's nothing. Like it's that's nothing. Right. He's done so it I'm before. Like, is that the twist that's where his, like Buzz was 100% That's why his son right? doesn't want anything <laughs> to do with it. That's strange from his family because he's a murderer. His son's like, I can't get it. I can't have this heat. I'm out. Conspiracy theory reading of this movie and I'm here for it. Um, and, but, that's what it's but all about. Like, he should have known. I swear it was like... He should have been like the van came and took everyone else away. They've been like the only person I've seen from that house of seven people is the child, and now yeah. he's sitting at this church alone on Christmas Eve. The fuck. Yeah, and then he just lets him <laughs> walk away, and then he just goes home. Right. Like, and also Kevin doesn't just go, "Hey, by the way, um, I'm having some burglars coming to the house." <laughs> the fact just that Kevin tell him about this. Zero people is astonishing. <laughs> yes. I mean. There are some logical, like, the reason I didn't choose any of that as best line, because there are are some logical fallacies in that moment. Um, but, like, I like, I really like the line, you can be a little old for a lot of things, but you're never too old to be afraid. I just thought that was, like, a really lovely yeah, line. That's a great line. I don't think it necessarily sums up the movie. It's, like, poignant and pretty. But, like, it's not, I, I think it, there, there are things about being afraid. But I normally try to find a line that I feel like sums up the movie. I think the obvious one for that is like, I made my family disappear. And then the uh, different line reading, I made my family disappear. But what I actually chose, because I think it's just so like well done and like really sums up the relationship between the parents and Kevin here is 
when they're on the plane and she's like, what else can we be forgetting? And then she asks us, Kevin. And then later we go back and the husband is like, feel any better i forgot my reading glasses <laughs> and i'm just like what is or yeah, uncle, you're right yeah it was like if it makes you feel any better i forgot my reading glasses and that just like encapsulates how that family functions because it's just the, the, night, like the 80s and 90s man kids were just like uh glorified pets man throw them in the yard i don't props. know where they are if it makes you feel any better is, am i thinking this correctly but Someone, uh, maybe Jessica, you would know. Was it one point in this draft that the, um, that he was supposed to be like the bad, like the big bad guy? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. But I'm pretty sure at some point, at, in somewhere in the drafts, I want to say that there was a preliminary like detail hmm. of the script that he was kind of supposed to be this kind of like pseudo architect oh, over everything. You know what? But this also this also may be something I'm, I'm maybe confusing with something else. Your, I have read fan theories that, oh. that the dad oh. wanted to leave Kevin because uh. he picked oh, the dad that, did. because he like, and they never address this either, but he, when he's picking up the milk mess and the milk and soda, he throws he away throws, the passport. Yeah. He throws away, but everyone has their passport. So did he just throw away Kevin's? Oh. I don't know, but you see, you see, like a plane ticket or a passport or something go in the yeah, trash. But then yeah, it's never it... addressed again that, like, oh, you know, multiple people's passports were missing, or that they have any issues with the passport. So either something right. was cut where they did well, they have issues with the passport. Microwave. They to dry them out. Have... You put them in the microwave. Right. They do which is have weird. But have any issues with the uh, passports? But. Yeah. The uncle, they did make a point, uh, Adam, to your, like, possible theory. They they made a point of, like, telling us that the uncle was, like, broke or, like, never wanted to pay for stuff. Like, they uh -huh. were kind of hating that a little yeah. bit for it to not come back. Yep. It was weird. Yeah. So maybe that could be. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It, it may be Another... a hint, but I'll pivot to my other one, which was, did you guys ever read that people think, there are people who really think that Elvis is in this movie? The no. real Elvis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who would, the so this is actually, the who would have been dead for like, <laughs> yes for so, at least one yeah. five years. long story short this is probably a 0.2 percent of the internet but um there that's are people who people. The, there's a guy at the at the i know honestly that's fair there's a guy in the back of the counter when 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 um when Catherine O'Hara is uh right before she talks to john candy and john candy's in the background there's a guy in the background that's in like two behind her in line that people think is a real life Elvis. He's got like a beard and he's like taller and like bright blue eyes, but they're like, that's like Elvis. He didn't, he didn't die. He's in this back thing. It's the funniest stupid thing, but it makes me laugh every time when I see it because I'm like, it, I'm looking, I, I'm not, looking at it now. It's I have to look at it. Yeah, I'm going to have to go watch now. Type, I type know, in Elvis, type in there. Elvis home oh, alone. And I'm not kidding. It's, it'll oh, happen. I'm looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. That is it's so crazy. stupid. Wow. That's just a random guy. Wow. Like, it's just... 100%. <laughs> wow. You're absolutely right. But there's this whole big like niche of the internet who is like obsessed with this oh theory. My anyway. God. Wow. Fun. Wow. I've never if, heard that before. Either. If there's anything I'll do with these podcasts is bring up random, random, random yeah. niche Give dark web. Give people something to go do after. Yeah. 
I appreciate that. I make them watch a po- I make them watch yes. a documentary after my first episode. I make them go and see a musical after mm-hmm. my second. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what mm-hmm. that's what I do. Uh, we did not. Oh. T- we did not. Now, I really thought that both of these lines that is not in elf. this <laughs> definitive. <is> definitive. <laughs> I just got it. I got it queued up from when I watched it earlier. Oh. My dad over here. It's it's not. I can. You heard it here, folks. Right. It's, it's, uh, not, it's not. It's not. We just got the DNA results back. It's not Elvis. Nothing. Um, Confirmed. You are not <laughs> being Elvis. We did not touch on two of my favorite and what I think are like some of the most popular Kevin McAllister lines ever. And um, I'm very sorry, Jessica. You, you've all let me down. You're never coming back. Um, I'm eating junk and watching rubbish. You better come out and stop me. Perfect. Very good. And I have yep. yelled that many times in my life well, when so there applicable. were people in my yeah. house so that it was, so they could hear me <laughs> and it was funny, but definitely hilarious right otherwise you're talking to yourself like you're narrating one routine like a crazy person i also my my favorite line from the movie i did not pick this as my best line obviously but my favorite line and one that i say nearly weekly in in my regular life is i don't want to see you again for the rest of my whole life and i don't want to see anyone else either (laughs) (laughs) That's just the that first is a part. Mood. That's I, a mood. I don't yeah. want to see you again for the rest of my whole life. A plus oh, no see, notes. I, I felt more. I felt yeah. stronger about the second part. The second uh, part feels, is yeah, yeah. That that feels yeah. more um, relevant I, to my life. It doesn't really... roll. The whole thing together doesn't roll off the tongue as easily for me. So I usually just stick to that first one, especially in like one-on-one conversations. Oh. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see you again for the rest of my whole life. <laughs> Um, I also really appreciated the how you feel about your family is a complicated thing, especially with an older brother. And look, I don't have older brothers, but I do have brothers and I love them. I love them. But family can be complicated. (laughs) I do love them. Hi, Brian. Hi, David. Your brothers listen to your podcast? I doubt it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like neither brothers and they absolutely do not. (laughs) They don't. Neither does Jeff Goldblum. Neither does Joe Pesci. Oh, right. <laughs> that we know. That we know. <laughs> Maybe they're listening to this right now. You're hurting their feelings. Yeah. They're like, do I exist or not? Am I a joke they, to they, you, they, they should prove it. I think if they listen, they should prove it. Mm-hmm. They got to hop point. on Instagram. Bait them. They love being baited. They need baited. to tag me in their stories. And they need to say, oh, man, I listened to this. They need to follow and write yeah. a review. Oh. Listen to this on great podcast. And I would the really like Joe to come Pesci's. on there. Joe Pesci should come on and, and do Goodfellas with us. The real Joe the re- Pesci. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> That's his name. We're going to find him. I, you know, this is a delight. There's so much of this movie, especially going through the script and watching it, um, that so much of the script is stage direction and like, so many little scenes of beats that are mechanics of things that then hit Joe Pesci in the head. Um, but I, you know, talking about it. I had I a very hard time. Um, you know, I like again. I got towards the end of the movie, and I was like, "Oh, I have to choose a worst line too." 
Right. Mm -hmm. So did anybody have an easier time mm -hmm. than I did remembering that you have to have two words five? Jessica. Maya is right in the beginning and it's right after the line I just said that I loved. Mm. He has the whole fight with the mom and Catherine mm -hmm. O'Hara does her line that she didn't want to say. And he goes upstairs and he's laying in bed, lying in bed. God, I hate that word. And there's a voiceover and he says, I wish they would all just disappear. And it's this very like ethereal sounding like, and then we get the storm that takes out the phone lines and the power lines so that Ooh. they miss their, Light. their, their uh, alarms their wake up time. Uh -huh. And then I don't know if they also were expecting some sort of wake up call. Cause that was like a thing that people did also. Um, it, it sort of implies that there's some sort of magical mysticism, some sort of actual, fantasy. yeah, like a fantasy, like a wish fulfillment mm -hmm. thing going on. That's, that's more yep. than just coincidence. Mm -hmm. And that is not follow no. through it's not brought up at all in the rest of the movie it doesn't make sense for the movie at all this no. movie is like trying to be really grounded and i hate it i i don't think i've ever put it together until i was watching it in this like this more analytical sense that i was like oh they're trying to make it seem like i've never paid that close attention to like the boom 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 progression of it where he makes and I always thought he was like saying it out loud because they, they're kind of pulled back a little bit. They're not right up on him and he's laying in the bed and they're like, the shot is coming from the other side of the attic. And I just thought he was kind of like mumbling to himself before he fell asleep. No, it's this voiceover and it's very mystical sounding, you know, um, so I think that they're trying to imply that that it was a wish and it was magically sure. granted that mm -hmm. they would mm -hmm. all disappear. They would all go away without him. And I, I absolutely hate that. I don't I think like he it at does all. Think that though at the big, like at first he does think that's what he happens. Thinks he that. thinks that, and it's totally okay for him to think that. That's funny ish, um, but like I don't ish. like the implication by the movie that that is what happened. Mm. Sure. I yeah. think it's innocuous a bit, but again, I think even going back. It's to something that was alluded to earlier of like, there's some suspension of disbelief moments. And I think really you have to go along with the fact that this is a, a literal series of unfortunate events yeah. that get, get us to here. You have right. to have the power outage. You have to have Kevin going to sleep upstairs yeah. by himself. You have to have the passport being thrown away. You have to have the annoying kid come to the, to the, the van. There's a lot of, of, of pieces that lend to this, all of this happening um, and so there is kind of a fun, uh, don't kill me, Jessica, but you could look at it either direction. That is just, again, this is, this is either fate or this is something intervening to make all these things happen. So you kind of get both, both elements. You could also make the argument that there's also a, a couple of things that lend to Catherine O'Hara getting home on Christmas morning at the same time as the rest of the family, that her going through all of yeah. her stuff, there is a certain coincidental piece that comes to mm -hmm. where she's beating them by what, five minutes mm -hmm. Yeah. At, the, at the at the door so which is i mean you could make the argument that yes it's a little far-fetched but you also could make maybe explain some of it as the fact that it is a little 
mystical in, in, in that way. I think there's a thing that this movie does a lot. And, and I think it's actually a thing that probably a lot of late eighties and nineties family movies did where it was like Kevin as the lead of the movie had to do a lot of like, he had a lot of lines that were just sort of making clear stuff that had already been said. Um, And, and so a lot of those lines kind of, I kind of, they, they stuck with, or they stuck out to me where I was like, yeah, we, we know Kevin, but then I was like, would, would a kid know though? So like, I get the idea that like, maybe it, it felt necessary for him to actually have a wish or to actually state like, man, I really want these people gone. But we already had like four lines that said the same thing. And we just Mm -hmm. had, you know, the, I don't want to see you again for the rest of my whole life. And I don't want to see anyone else either. That's the Mm -hmm. same thing as I wish you would all just disappear. So I think that like, and then the, the line that you chose when I grow up, I don't want any of you fucking people around, not even my spouse. Right my future spouse. So I, I just right. think it's like, and I, I didn't write any of the other ones down because there were several where I was like, yeah, we know Kevin, like, <laughs> but I think you do have to sort of spell it out. So I can get that it maybe could potentially fall into that category where for a child, we need to hear him explicitly say, I hope I never see these people again. Um, when it's not in well, a heated, thing... when it's not in a heated argument with his mom, right? Because right. we right. understand that like kids say that in the moment, and a kid would get that. Mm-hmm. But then like the Do fact we think that it persists, that's the thing that really makes it so that the the I made my family disappear line yes. reads better. Yeah. Like if that. you have him, if you have him wish it, yeah. or in his mind yes. he wished it, that then it sets up for the. I made my family disappear as opposed to yeah. I just wanted it to happen where it's now it's I now took it from I, I don't want to live with anybody to I wish they were and then it yeah. parallels to then the fact too with the, I definitely uh, do think you need to make that line work but the way that it's I just a, like, think a that the way that it's presented is so mm-hmm. much implying a yeah. typical sort of wish setup that happened in a lot of those yeah. movies. And it just, to me, right. is like, this yeah. is not that kind of movie and I don't want it to be. It is, it is inconsistent with what they're right. trying to do right. as a film. You're right. It, it does mm-hmm. then yeah. set up nicely for me. And what I could have, um, uh, what I could have actually chosen as one of my um, best lines is when he finds Santa and then he, like he says, and, and, and I Forget might, about that he scene. goes, I'm old enough yeah. to know how it works, but I also know that you work for him. And like his, his line read, he gives enough pause because it's like, I'm old enough to know how it works. You think he's going to be like, and I know Santa's not real, but on the off chance, yeah. but no, he goes, I'm old enough to know how it works, but I also know that you work for him and I'd like you to give him a message. Yeah. It's just like the, it's just such good. I mean, that could be what I like. That was a close contender for me. And I think that sets up the like, Oh, he's, he believes it. And I understand your point Jess, with like how the movie sets it up. But, like, I think it works for the character, maybe not the movie for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it reminds us that he's still a exactly. little kid, yeah. too. You know, we see him being so hyper-responsible and taking care of himself without presumably any 
prior training. He doesn't seem like he's ever stayed home alone he's before. He's nice and competent. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's got all these siblings that are, you know, taking the reins on all this shit. And then, uh, yeah, he's by himself. But then, yeah, I think that line, Melanie, where he says, like, I know you work for him, is a good reminder that he's little. Yeah. You know, he's only, what, second or third grade? Mm-hmm. He's a second because mm-hmm. it's, it's um, not... A, a knitted sweater with a bird on it is not nice for somebody in second grade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. That, yes, right. Love the specificity of all that stuff. It's, it's so, so good. good. Throughout the whole movie. Um, other worst lines. Well, talking about that uh, moment where his mom comes back and it's only like five minutes before uh, – the rest of the family basically on Christmas. This uh-huh. isn't my worst line, but it is a contender for it and probably really is the worst line. But um when the dad and the rest of the family comes back in and she's all surprised. She's like, how did you how did you get here? And he's basically like he says, We decided to get on the morning flight back. Remember the one you didn't want to wait for? Kind of like, yeah, you <laughs> fucking idiot. Like yeah. you decided to be in a rush <laughs> to get back to our son who we left alone. Like Bro, what is wrong with you? Like, are you? Yeah, I, I do not like the way I he says the that. Same thing. He was so, he's no, like, I was like, you can go fuck yeah. off. You're, I was a mom trying to get home to my son. kid. He's like, yeah. yeah, if only you had waited yeah. with that. Like, okay, so you would have just but... hung out in Paris and ignored the fact yeah, that we left our child loser. at home. You could have been home the um, same time as us. Your right mind. We got home at the same no. time. But um, <laughs> yeah, well, I, it's I like, hate that so much. She certainly planned on being able to get on another flight. Yes, yes. There were, like, you know, it was, it was so like, it kind of also encapsulates that weird way that uh, we as a society have empowered dads to be like terrible. It's, yeah. it's less just of like the case anymore, but it was just like, oh, I'm babysitting my kid or like, you know, like yeah. that sort of, yeah. it's that energy. And I just hated it so much. But the actual worst line of this, which is not really pertinent to the script, but it made me feel upset, was in the grocery scene when he buys everything and it is for $19.80. Yes! I wrote in his lamp. He has yes. He has so laundry detergent. Yes. Laundry detergent. Toilet break soft the tide alone. Yeah. Which so right. yeah, that was I was like Toys. Oh my god. <laughs> It's that coupon. Yeah. That coupon was a hundred dollars. The whole thing. <laughs> oh, I did love that he had the coupon. That was. And he so saw in the newspaper. It was in the paper. It was in the paper I, this morning. Um, Julissa, I know. Oh, he's responsible. I sincerely wrote "damn inflation" in my notes. Like yeah. it's. I I did a because I'm always just curious. I looked it up after, and there are people who like last year, I guess on TikTok, tried to recreate exactly what he bought to see how much it would be, and. It was about like forty eight dollars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say you know, fifty minimum, oh, sixty at a good, at like a gro- mm-hmm. gourmet grocery yeah, store. Yeah. Right. It's like, god damn That's it. That's not right. as bad as I thought so, it would be, but yeah. Ouch! 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 It right. also, it still why hurts. <laughs> do we think? Do we think that he went to the 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 mom and pop store to get a toothbrush? And he was planning on getting that other stuff What's because the that's the one day, thing that though, I still right? can't. Right, right, right. But I'm mm-hmm. like, if he was going out to do it, why wouldn't he just also, go and get the toothbrush, yeah. the fabric softener, all that kind of stuff? 
He went on two different yeah. journeys. One he to get the know toothbrush. How to do it yet. Also, he's eight. So, and that brings me, <laughs> and that brings me to mind because they say in general, like where, where was his toothbrush that he? Yeah, uses? why didn't he have a toothbrush? And also, did he they okay. took his bag have laundry bag. detergent? Oh. She was gonna pack his bag, oh. and I bet she so, packed. I will like, say this: that he's bag. never packed it before. I will say, and maybe this is, maybe, maybe Diane, you can pull this up. In the scene where he's walking with the redhead brother, Pete, whatever his name was. Uh, from Pete, Pete, Pete. Pete. Yeah. Oh, Pete. I was like, right. he has a name? He, <laughs> I noticed last night, Same and I Pete. forget what scene, but he's, he's walking with Kevin and he, they show him, take a toothbrush and put it in his pocket. It's very oh. pointed and, and weird, but it's like, it's over in the side of the screen, but it is a weird, like, it's not like he's like, oh, I'm packing la la la. Let me grab this. He like grabs it and like does while he's walking away from it. It's bizarre. But I was like, is oh, that, that him taking Kevin's toothbrush? Yeah. Yeah. With him. I didn't even notice so, that. I Yeah, that's a good, good but, call. But even, but even still going back to it, and this is maybe where my, my worst line, because it's, again, I'll, I'll apologize to all parties. Uh, Jessica and Melanie know this. Um, I generally only pick bad lines that are just not good jokes. Um, it's nothing has to do with right. anything else. Yeah. Um, but for this, it's more of an overall arc of like, they say that he's so incompetent. Right. And I was watching this with, with, I was saying this, I was watching this with Kristen last night. And we were like, if he's so incompetent, how does he, like, he knows how to do laundry. He knows how to, he, he's, he's couponing. He's doing all sorts of stuff. Like there's something missed where either they're just, te- they're like, they're like ga- gaslighting him and telling him that he doesn't know how to do stuff yeah. or like, I, I, it, because I was like, yes, with Google, you probably would have been able, you, he would have known all this stuff. He doesn't have that resource. So he's going off and he's mm-hmm. doing all this stuff completely as an incompetent that like that whole part of the movie just doesn't make a lot of sense. And really seems kind of enough, like, I don't know why they decided to put in this, like, 30 seconds of everyone just saying, Kevin, you're, you're, like, not only are you useless, but you could not do a damn thing by yourself. Yeah, but you're right. We are getting, a, like, a Sorkin walk and talk from all the kids telling him how... It's a thing, though. It's a, this goes it back to yeah. what I was saying about the beginning of this movie. And I'm like, everybody's like, Kevin, you're the worst. You're, And I'm like, no, Buzz is so much worse than Kevin. Like, yeah. Kevin is being very much manipulated into thinking he's terrible. And everybody else is kind of awful. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's definitely a thing, uh-huh. though, especially, like, like, the mom, obviously, is very involved in... Kevin's life like you can tell she is doing a lot for him like they're saying like we do a lot for you or mom does everything for you is said you know a couple times you know mom's gonna pack your suitcase why would you do it but that doesn't necessarily mean like he's saying I've never been given the opportunity but like if he was given the opportunity he'd probably figure it out just fine and that is like a very common thing I think especially like in our generation too like our parents did a lot of stuff for us and they're kind of saying now like make your kids do the crap. Like, just don't, like, yeah. don't do it for them, even if you want to, or you think they can't do it, because chances are they've watched you enough, or they'll figure it out. And they have to have mm-hmm. that True. learning experience to, like, feel competent, and then, like, go do it as adults, or, you know, yeah. teenagers, young adults, adults, or whatever. So I think it is kind of a thing where, like, when you have to do it, and nobody's doing it for you, you can. 
I, I think a lot right. of parents do figure that out. Mm -hmm. If they just say like, I'm not doing this thing for you anymore. The kid usually will step up and do it because they want yeah. it done. Is Kevin the baby of their I family? Think I think he seems so. to be. Yeah. I think so because uh, I mean, Fuller is his cousin. Yeah, Fuller is right? the cousin. Okay. That's why I didn't know if yeah. Fuller was younger. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, same. Okay. okay. Fuller. All right. So maybe that kind of explains the, like, again, like the late 80s parenting model, but also like, the mom is holding on a little tight to yeah. keep doing everything yeah. for the baby. Well, and, and not family. just that, but also like he's the baby, but he's not the baby. Like the baby right. would generally get some sort of like babying yes. or like, oh, well, they're just so, this is like, oh, well, you're a step up. Like, why don't you know how to do this stuff yet? Uh, Come on, man. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. I will say, I will say as a, as an aside, um, not... uh, Julius, I did look it up. I did look it up and it is an urban legend. The thing that I said about Uncle Fred, oh, uh, oh, I wanted okay. it to be true. And it is just a, it's just an urban legend that people oh, wanted okay. to be true. I'm going to, I'm going to run Uncle with Frank's it, a so. douche. Yeah. He and is. that's like, also my, like my head cannon is like, I want him to actually be the bad yeah. guy. Like in my brain, he's yeah. the one who said like, Hey, come to this house guys. <laughs> Um, well, they're gonna be and out he's of town. the one on the plane who's like, put these in your purse. They're real crystal. Yeah. And then right. the, his oh, wife is like, okay, right. <laughs> There's all these things that like lead and could, but I mean, it wasn't intentional. Anyway, that's just the way yeah. that I like to watch swimming. Yeah. Anyway, bringing it back. <laughs> Wait, so what was the actual line then? Uh, I think, honestly, just I kind of just of really hate Lays on Top of Town. Like, I think it's, it, all, it all, I think it all, like, that and, like, you're a disease. And I don't yeah. know if it's because he does so it, like, terrible. straight to the camera, like, this close that I'm like, mm -hmm. I, it's, come on, get out. I, it just, it feels gross. It also doesn't seem creative. Like, of all the things, like, the kids in this movie are smart and they're crafty and there's all that kind of stuff. And just saying that someone's a disease, I'm like... He, he has a better much man, better also... one when Kevin asks if he can sleep in Buzz's room and Buzz says, I wouldn't let you sleep in my room if you were growing <laughs> on my ass. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I love it. What an older yes, brother thing. an older brother thing to say. Yep. <laughs> oh mm -hmm. my God. I had my worst line actually picked like way early. And this is like very, this it, it's, it's a little bit of a dark worst line. And I just like, it's when Joe Pesci and Sarah like looking out the window, like where'd the kid go? And oh, Joe maybe he committed suicide. <laughs> that is my worst line because I a, just caught that. A, I just yeah, like this time I was like, it's uh, in the script. It's in the script. I am putting everything like from like my teaching experience aside. Like it's just a not necessary line. It's not a necessary line. Yep. We didn't need Makes like zero sense. Yes, like yes, the characters are bad guys. Yes, they're jerkwads and like don't like they're not going to be saying things that are like acceptable or pc or any of that but like it's not a joke it's not a funny joke um yeah. it's not like it's it's not a necessary line it doesn't add anything to the movie there are so many other things that could have been said instead of maybe he committed suicide and i just so like that so like immediately knew my worst line as soon as it was said but um yeah it also right. it does kind of feel he's like jumping from a second creative. story window into a foot yeah. of snow. Well, right, right, I yeah, know. right, right. There's it, that. Even if he did jump straight down, which he didn't, right. but it's like it's not that big a it's deal. Not a, it's not a super creative line. I thought you were going to say the line, which I 
this might be this was almost a contender for my best or worst I don't know how to read it because it is funny when they almost hit him with the van and he says Santi don't visit the funeral homes little oh buddy. I thought that was funny no that was funny that, that was, was great really funny. because but like to your point Julissa like that's a creative I line that. I, yeah that is that, that's, that's a creative funny. line like, that is a funny line but it's, it's a funny line. yes fits the character yes yeah to your yes. point about the maybe yes. he committed suicide it's just like it not only is it it's, like not, not it's, a line, it's just like it's line. A, what does it do it does nothing it's just there yeah you're right mm-hmm. so. yeah Sa- santi don't visit the funeral homes is something i did not remember i didn't remember most of these lines and so i was like oh my god <laughs> i didn't remember so much mortuary in this movie yeah. we get john candy oh, talking yeah. about it like what what is going on with everybody? <laughs> I mean, John Hughes definitely has a little bit of a dark sensibility sometimes, or can. Yeah. Yes. So, well, yeah. and especially with that phone call with the police, where where what's his? He's just so blasé. <gasps> oh is he doing la 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 la? Like he's just so blasé about all the questions. And they keep calling as, her hysterical, as, you know, and she's really not as hysterical not. as she as could she be. should yeah. be. Right. They're leaving her child right in a different country. There's his I do donut. Love- is sitting yeah that whole scene i was just like these people are terrible and then they send the cop over there the cop pounds on the door that's what you should do when a scared child is at home alone yep. pound on the door right. yep. so then he like calls in on his walkie-talkie and he's like tell him to count their kids again yes I forgot. Like, real sensitive. Heartless. Real, real sensitive there. When the neighbor kid comes over. Chicago PD, baby. Yeah. Chicago PD. <laughs> it's true. When the neighbor kid comes over that, like, you know, it's, like, talking about, like, the... I was, like, we're going first to I Florida. About, like, well, first we're going there. to Missouri like, oh. to pick up my grandma, and then we're going to Florida. I love that kid. I was, like, oh, he's there to... That mess kid, too, cracks me up, because he's... Yeah, to mess up the count. He's such a, like, a yeah. local casted yeah. kid like because he's got that chicago yeah. in him that comes <laughs> this from van, pretty thick van, I love. does this van also, get good gas mileage does this van have all-wheel drive somebody, i don't remember who was talking about it earlier yeah. somebody mentioned the like listening to the score oh diane you did when you were talking about the um the unveiling of the uh, star on the walk of fame uh, star the score a john williams okay the score in this movie is great but like the soundtrack also and the commitment to that kind of like 1950s version of the um, like holiday songs, like very Clue-esque in the yep. holiday, like, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, what I was, what I was Love hearing it. when I was hearing like the holiday songs, it was like the, you know, the scene in Clue where they're like, like actually when he's doing that scene with the mannequins, it like very much, yeah. I thought about that scene in Clue where it has the dead people and the policeman comes and people they're like making out, like mm-hmm. pretending they're having a party. And like that, the music gave it that feel too. Like the music in this movie is so intentional and so well. Adam, done. you want to take this one? In the episode, Do in I? the episode um, of the movies that made us, this is not the original score. Oh, they watched oh, they yeah, watched yeah, the yeah, final yeah, yeah. cut of the what? movie and they were like, mm-hmm. something is wrong. And yep. they, they yep. finally realized that the score was just not giving it the tone that they wanted. And wow. it literally was right. like, it literally was like, um, like who, then who should we get? And somebody just was like, John Williams. Duh. Be- right. Because he's the best, right? And yeah. they just like, 
heard asked of him. him and they were like he'll never say yes and he said yes mm-hmm. wow oh my God. i forgot about that jesse right i now. never the score knew that really makes so much of this it movie. really yes. does the score is so good oh just hearing like hearing a little bit of that music without any visual context i feel like instantly transported mm-hmm. like the right. bit of nostalgia mm-hmm. and your brain like pleasure center lights up to be like <laughs> i know i'm about to watch a really yeah, good right. movie uh-huh. well so and not good. only that it does give it a bit of gravitas i think when you have such a, a child-centric film you you could easily go down the slippery slope which is bang zoom whippity pop you know yeah. what i mean and 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 with a john williams score it gives it it gives it gravitas it gives it maturity it gives mm-hmm. it it gives it a lot of layers right off the bat with yeah. themes and, and all that kind of stuff oh that you yeah. might not have gotten from from somebody else so it does set the tone from from even just the beginning five seconds yeah. of of that scroll mm-hmm. um of yeah. the of the house um that there's suspense there. There's there's a little bit of like something something bad's gonna happen, but in kind of a there's a whimsical uh, part of it too, as as Jessica knows that wishes come true. There you go. In this movie. That's uh, I have a question for everybody. Okay. Have you ever played Home Alone in the Chicago O'Hare Airport? No. Like. Nope. Running no. down that section. No. Or Not in Chicago. Chicago but in. in in Orlando, Not intentionally I have been in Orlando, anywhere. Yeah. Like, it's fun, and I would recommend it. <laughs> like, Wait, did you just do it just to do, like, oh, to recreate the scene, or just, were you actually, like, late for a flight? Her, oh, I've been late a lot for flights, but just to, <laughs> just just to oh, do it, just to like, do it when you're. Oh, yeah, okay. when you're in that terminal right, okay. of Chicago O'Hare. Everyone who's okay. very going fun. to that terminal in Chicago O'Hare. Got TikTok it. or oh Instagram, okay. like video yourself home aloneing and tag <laughs> us. Home aloneing. Home alone. Try not to fly through O'Hare. Yeah, or no. into O'Hare, but <laughs> Especially not. this time of year. <laughs> way too many times. Oh, yes. Yeah. This time of year, but do not book funny. a fucking flight through Chicago at all. I just. Ever. The one, the no. one thing I will say, speaking of the flight that I did say out loud to Kristen was they get on the flight and the stewardesses like take their coats and they like, they literally just like hand all their oh, coats yeah. to the stewardess and the stewardess is like, of, of course, course, this is a normal thing normal. I do. And I was like, when does that happen? Um, <laughs> and the uncle because or Frank is immediately so like, champagne, it's free, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and then the fucking dad. And then the mom, yes. yes, it is. And the mom is like the only one who's like, don't yeah. you feel like a heel? sitting up here in first class okay while like all the kids are in back that was and and he's like they're fine well okay maybe they're fine but don't you want to be with them yes nope they do not need the parents (laughs) they do not Um, that's true those kids were awful at dinner the night before and you're gonna have them all by themselves back in back like ripping shit up i felt bad for every other person on that plane like I, for sure. I felt for sure. very bad. is slamming like twenty five Pepsi. It's what like an oh, eight ten hour flight in his seat because he can't get his Buzz mom has got to his come. Playboy out. Buzz has his Playboy. I know. <laughs> What's Pete and Pete's brushing his teeth because he's got a fucking toothbrush in his pocket? The whole <laughs> one of the girls is studying <laughs> French and like he's like oh, cool. he's butchering one French. The, one of the girls is me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. um, Melanie, have you been to France? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I have that. Um... Maybe. Um, I don't know. I 
don't know. Um, I, uh, yeah, no, that was the, the whole like how air travel has changed since the early 90s oh, is quite. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's oh, like, and they're like, it's there's like, no way we'll like, make yeah, it. The uh-huh. flight leaves in 45, 45 minutes. minutes. If I'm not at okay, the airport the- like an hour and 45 minutes before my flight, I will puke from anxiety. Okay. Like an international flight. from O'Hare to Paris. Don't you have to go through some sort of customs? I don't know. That's all that is. And then when they're in Scranton, in Scranton, it's oh, the yeah, budget. The budget yeah. rental is right across from the gate, and you're just like, oh, yeah. like, okay. of course, it's right here. Why not? It's worked of course, out. this yeah. is. This was such a delight to revisit and i am so glad we chose this for our holiday party so good jessica was like i have this crazy idea i'm like no i love it that's that's great um let's have a party and and we were available so that's good Um, does anybody have anything (laughs) um that they'd like to plug anything coming up that uh podcast that people should listen to julissa yeah, you should listen to my listen. podcast. Yes. It's called Que Funny. Um, that's Q-U-E, the Spanish uh, que. And yeah, I talk about rom-coms with my cousin every other week. It's a and, fun time. And you're back in a writer's room now, correct? I'm back in a writer's room. Uh, look forward to seeing my name on some screen in 2025, Woo! which is when the <sighs> spinoff of the TV show Bosch that I am working on will come out. Uh, yeah. wow. so if, you like, if you like lady detectives, you'll like our Wait, show. You she know. loves lady detectives. <laughs> I know. It's her favorite thing. <laughs> it's, about <laughs> <cold cases. laughs> it's about cold cases. It's about cold cases. Um, yeah, 2025. I'll keep you posted. All right. All right. Well, Adam, I have when something are you, to look forward to. Since you are an oldest child with ADHD, when are you starting your podcast? Yeah. You know, um, it's really funny you say that. I, uh, I started one. Uh, this would have been in 2012, oh, okay, I think. Okay. Maybe 2011. Wow. I started a podcast uh, forever Early ago day. with a buddy of mine. Um, and we, we called it... Uh, I don't know why I'm talking about this. Um, <laughs> I asked, uh, we called Jessica it the... Undis- we, that's fair you know what that's fair this is your fault um we started a podcast called the undisclosed couch and it was us just talking and being stupid uh, at the like right when podcasts were starting but the whole bit was that we were in different places that we couldn't say we were fun fact it was all recorded like backstage at disney in different like green rooms or offices and shit that we would find one of them was like at backstage at phantasmic um uh, and it was really dumb and it had like maybe five episodes and i don't know much of it really should continue to air as it's probably some stuff that doesn't probably last um but uh so i did so that actually is correct julius's uh theory is a hundred percent spot on but outside of that i don't do anything else i just work and uh but i am going to new york tomorrow so that'll be great fun wow are you gonna stay at the plaza hotel we are going to go visit it, though. That is true. And we're going to watch Home Alone 2 tonight in prep. Oh, so. I was going to ask how your holiday movie calendar is progressing. Is it going according to schedule? But when I do have one, When yeah. Adam and Kristen were here Ooh. for the Beetlejuice episode, after we recorded, after we finished recording, so it's not in the episode, you guys didn't get to hear it, but you're hearing it now. They said mm. they have a calendar where they write every holiday movie yeah. that they want to watch. Oh. 
And I it's should planned out. Yeah. do and, that and, because I always like night, miss some and I'm always freaking out like on Christmas Eve, like I didn't watch this movie yet. <laughs> yeah, no, it's planned out. Um, last night was our first one. We started with Home Alone, obviously for this. Um, but it's like, it's like from now until Christmas, including Christmas. But then it's also like, because we have a little bit of a social calendar, we'll plan it out to like, oh, well, this Christmas party is happening this night. Let's take this oh, night off. Oh, so nice. we like make sure we hit everything. Um, mm. Type A. Um, and, <laughs> hey, uh, and, yep. uh, but we'll hit them all, which is why it's so crazy that people are like, oh, I didn't even think about Home Alone as a Christmas movie. I'm like, what? Like, what? You carry this on every year. Like, we'll add a Christmas movie here or there. But, like, it's pretty much the same list every year. Yeah. And I'll only really do it from this time. I'll never, like, Jessica, you're saying you watch Home Alone, like, three times a year. <laughs> I will only watch it the one time that year, and that's it. To make it, like, special and important and, like, have a good time. Well, I normally, if it was up to me, I would only watch it um, on Christmas. But I do have a child who is the age of Kevin McAllister and thinks that the, mm. the latter half of this movie you know the part that i hated because of everything <laughs> that they were doing to joe pesci um he thinks that's hysterical oh, oh wow so, sure. obviously um Young so boys. i that's do occasionally <laughs> like i'm not gonna say have to but i do occasionally watch this movie outside of christmas because to uh you know a small ish child this movie is just about beating the shit out of burglars with stuff you have lying around your house it's a great synopsis yeah yeah poor joe pesci <laughs> my christmas movies i only have two that i watch every year um one is white christmas and one is um muppet christmas carol which is really truly yeah, i don't get to that one every year and i really should you gotta watch it on christmas eve jessica yeah that's a christmas eve movie jessica <laughs> Do you understand what I do on Christmas Eve? Look, as a no. as someone with no kids, how do I, I listen? I, am, I you, let me tell you how it works. I work for him, okay? <laughs> I work for him, <laughs> and it's hard. <laughs> yes, you're well, an here's what employee. I do. Yeah. I have to. I have to wait. You know for the sleeping mm -hmm. and sure. then I do all, I do all the work that he told me to do, you know, Naturally. and then I get, what are you watching when you're working? Jessica? I are you watching watch anything? anything while I'm doing it? Uh, maybe I'll have some, that feels like a you problem. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> and changeable. Yeah. Like I, could, could and I probably have had stuff on in the background and just, but I don't necessarily consider that like watching. So maybe like, I'll throw White Christmas back on, but I've already watched it, you know, that season already. But I do have a Christmas Eve movie. Um, I will finish. I will get a drink and I will sit down usually like, or I will lay down um, usually around midnight and I will watch Family Stone. Oh, I was hoping you were going to yep. say that. I was hoping. Okay. So I was hoping you were going to say Bad Santa. <laughs> I bad Santa saying, was what I was hoping I was going to come sure out of your mouth. I wasn't going to say Die Hard. So, Die Hard. No, which, no, I'm good. I, also. Yes. Die Hard. Very good. But yeah. yeah very good Christmas Eve I movie. Can't, you know, I don't like Family Stone isn't really a thing that I'm going to like watch with my kids, you know? Um, mm. And it's kind of like, it's not that my husband doesn't like it, but it's not like his thing either. And it's like. I, right. I'm like, okay, this is maybe the only time I'm going to get to watch it is so, in yeah. the middle of sure. the night when everybody is, you know, 
forcing themselves to sleep so that they can get their presents. Yeah. I will and retract my bullying. Dylan McDermott or Dermot Mulrooney? Dermot Mulrooney. Good question. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we just called them yeah. Dermot McDermott in the writer's room because <laughs> this has come up several times. So now I just refer to Dermot McDermott. Dermot McDermott. <laughs> Dermot okay. Mulroney tends to play a little bit more of a jackass than Dylan McDermott. Dylan McDermott. Right? I don't know, but I think you have it backwards. I'm, yeah. I'm, no, I'm basing it on um, Must Love Dogs. Oh, I've never seen that. I don't know if I've seen that one. Did he ever do any wild. crossovers where he's where he's Kermit Mulroney? <laughs> <laughs> Which then ties into where my favorite question the ever. Muppet wait, 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 wait. Family wait. Stone. This is my favorite question to ever to ask people, and this is so far off field. Um, my favorite question, and this ties into my favorite one of my favorite Christmas movies, is like, aside from Christmas movies, if you were going to remake a movie with the Muppets, with the Muppets. What would it be? And who's the one human character you keep? I am not prepared for this. This is we're No, this is it's this is its own podcast yeah, there. I don't we're, know. I this will is, with this question. I'll I have to do research it. for I'll this. Think about it. I will follow up. My first my first Muppet movie memory as a child is the great Muppet Caper. So I know I might be I touch older that was my favorite so. when I was like a small child and I would apparently walk Dude, around yeah. my mother has told me this story multiple times hey she did it again <laughs> I thought I was done but it's it's coming back three mm-hmm. um I would quote the Charles Grodin line when he gets ketchup on his cummerbund and I didn't know what a cummerbund was but anytime <laughs> I had ketchup yep. I'd be like I got ketchup on my cummerbund or you did senior showcase and we were forced to wear them Jessica yeah, I was like four. <laughs> yeah, it was before. It was, before and Jimmy I never did showcase. senior showcase. Was I was gonna cool say no, that. Jessica never did that. But also, Seen Jessica, us. are you also an eighty-year-old person living in a ten-year-old body? Was that also you? Is that why? Is that why Home Alone was such a big yeah, deal? Yeah, I think so. I was. I was a five-year-old who loved Charles Grodin and Joe Pesci. Yeah. So, Tracks. and Frank Sinatra was like my favorite. I listened to Frank Sinatra nonstop. Yeah, I was like a 60-year-old woman in a... So just really like five old year old Italian body. guys is really what older Italian yeah. men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, happy holidays, everybody. Thank you for coming uh, back on the podcast. Um, this was a delight. We'd love to have you all back. Um, as always, you can listen to Best Line, Worst Line, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, rate, review us, follow us on Instagram, and we'll see you in the new year. Happy holidays. Yes. Thank you. Happy holidays. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for having me. Thank you. I'll only come back with Julissa and Diane now. Okay, right. Let's do it. I can only come back with those two. We got a team now. I'm going to give you to the count of 10 to get your ugly, yellow, no good keister off my property before I pump your guts full of lead. One, two, ten. <laughs> <laughs>